Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Happy Thursday, end of the week. Uh, God, I got to be honest, need a little break after this week. Not from this, though. Interestingly enough, the, the thing I always say about this podcast that I never dread it, I'm always looking forward to it, even when. My week is insane and I have to wake up, uh, you know, a couple hours earlier to do this and it's hard to get out of bed sometimes. I never go, oh, how am I going to how am I going to get uh, my brain or, you know, like around this or whatever. Like it's always um, feels good to, to, to get here and to start and to say hello to you guys. So hello, besties. Thank you for listening to the show, whether you're new or old or young or old, whatever you are. Um, Thursday show, we've got good stuff lined up for you. Can't wait to get to the news. Can't wait to get to um, your voicemails and your notes and uh, and to talk to Andrew because um, I haven't seen him all week. I mean, this is the only time that we're talking right now because I'm in Los Angeles. My roommate, Andrew Collin, is of course in St. Louis holding down the fort, uh, playing golf, um, living the life. Um, we had a little... Uh, a 
little we, we like bumped heads the other day. It was so interesting. No, I just want to hear your side of things. Um, he, uh, you know, I, uh, it's interesting. I maybe shouldn't even work this out on here, but I feel like I'm going to be fair about it because I arrived at a place where I saw what I did wrong. Um, he, I think, and I won't say what I think. Let me just say my side of it. That's how I approach conflict now. It's like what I brought to it. Um, you guys know I can be a, a bitch to Andrew sometimes because he's someone that I live with and I can take my anger out on him. And sometimes he is so fun and easygoing and doesn't, um, and allows himself to, uh, work hard and then play hard or just like lay hard. Uh, and I resent that because I have this, um, if I lay hard, I can't just like enjoy a show that I'm watching. I think about what I could be doing and how much uh, this is probably hurting my career, thus making less money in my bank account, which isn't because I want to buy fashions. I don't even think that's what it's called when you do that. It's just like I feel like I'm letting down my parents and my niece and nephew and my even though they're not responsible, I'm not responsible for them. The money I think of work as them surviving the apocalypse. Like that is how I think uh, is or surviving tragedy. Like if, you know, someone, God forbid, gets an illness that isn't covered by the, their insurance. I'm like, OK, I have to take this gig so that in case that happens, I can just pay out of pocket for it. And then they don't have to stress. And then their lack of stress might actually lead to that cancer, not metastas, metastas, metastasize, whatever it is. Like this, I just want to, and it's like, it's not my responsibility. All of this is ridiculous, but I, I just, my uh, need to work is not based on, I want more people to know who I am. I want strangers to love me. It's based on, I want to save my family and the people I love. And I also want to um, make people feel good, which is like this new kind of, I don't know, like mission I have, which is, I'm kind of succeeding at because I don't know. People have always kind of said, Oh, your comedy means this to me. You made me laugh so hard. Thank you so much. Da, 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 da. And then ever since doing this podcast, I've just gotten inundated with so many people feeling better about themselves and feeling like they have a friend in me and all these things. And um, it just really means a lot. And like, that's what I want to keep doing. And even yesterday I was on this show that I can't talk about. And like, people on the show knew me as like a comedian and obviously and they're like you know when like someone expects something of you I mean maybe you don't know this but as a comedian when people have only seen like your roast compilations I know I reference that a lot but that's like what has like really elevated me is that everyone these YouTube roast compilations just were everywhere they're on Facebook it's like what people have seen of me first and foremost but it's just such a concentrate it's like the best version of me that is took a village to build. And so when I'm on my own, I I default to not that kind of person, which is like quick and, I mean, I am quick and funny and I can be that on this podcast, but sometimes I just am more sincere and that comes more naturally to me than being like roasty. So yesterday on the set, I was just like so sincere and like, I think, but the thing is, it might've disappointed people of like, oh, we wanted her to be like more roasty and jokey and, um, you know, uh, quick witted, which I obviously was, but I, um, I don't feel like anyone's disappointed because in the end I brought something to the show, like that, uh, 
It was it was like an amazing, amazing episode of this show I shot. And the show's been around a while and I just felt it from the host all the way down to, you know, the crew of, you know, you treated this like um like you were a super fan of the show. And I admitted even to the, uh, you know, I, I told you yesterday, I admitted to the uh, producers that I had never seen the show, which they were a little taken aback by at first. And then they like understood. It's just honesty. Sometimes people are like, you don't need to be that honest. But I just think if you don't say that, it's assumed you've seen the show. And I don't want anyone to assume that. And honestly, it's a better story than I've seen the show and I'm a fan, which would be a lie. It's a better story to say, I have never seen it. I also have never seen all of these shows that are critically acclaimed, so it doesn't speak anything of your show. And also, now that I've seen clips of your show, I'm such a huge fan and like, I'm so honored to be here and I know what I've been missing. It was like, the, uh, the truth speaks more. And it, even if I didn't have time to watch the clips, let's say I didn't have time to do my research and I go into the show and I've agreed to the show that I should have seen by this point. It's been on for oh, a while. It has been critically acclaimed since the get-go. I could go in and just say, listen, I've never seen this show. I'm so glad you guys asked me. And I said yes, because I know how, what a big deal it is. And I want to just walk in. I just want to, I, I maybe should, don't belong here because I haven't seen it. And maybe you guys assume that I had seen it. But um, I that was not part of the contract. So like I didn't do anything dishonest by saying yes to this. And I can't wait to live this show in the moment and, and see it for the first time right now. Okay, that's honest. And maybe we'll get something special out of it that you wouldn't get out of it if I had seen it a bunch, you know, or lied and said, because I've done that before, you guys. You have too. I mean, you're probably doing it today at some point where someone sets you up for a question and you go, oh yeah, I saw that. Or like you just give them what they want in the moment, it's, it, it's, and you won't get caught for it. No one's gonna call you out for it. It's very rare that someone follows up and goes, oh, what was your favorite episode? Oh, tell me a plot point that you, and, and this is about anything. It could be about, um, you know, ugh, I'm trying to give it a, a, any kind of, like, kind of example of someone you'd run into at the, uh, at the uh, grocery store. I remember one time, one of my favorite Amy Schumer moments was, and this is all based upon her, by the way, like this, this kind of honesty I've been witness, I witnessed from her for, since I first met her and we were at lunch one time and this woman came up and she, and Amy was like probably at my level of fame at this point where people from her past were coming in and kind of being like more friendly with her than they actually had been or just showing a little bit more interest. So I remember this woman came up to our table and was like, Amy. And Amy was like, oh, hi. Just like normal response, not as excited, but like a normal response, like, hi, good to see you. Oh my gosh. And like kind of just giving the woman exactly what she deserved, which is like, oh, hello. Like, not like, oh my God, because why? Why match this? Just, you don't have to match someone's enthusiasm if you don't feel it. And, um, and I remember even noting it at the moment being like, this is making me awkward because this woman's so excited and Amy's just being normal. And it's like, this woman probably feels sad. And I was just like, no, this woman should feel weird because she's coming in way too strong. And, and of course I didn't know that at the time, but looking back and then, and then the woman goes talking about her son and something. And she goes, and you know, he just put out that web series or blah, 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 whatever. And I, I think you've heard this story though. No, I've told it before. Cause it was like so amazing to me. And she goes, and she goes, um, and, and, you know, John just put out the, the web series and everyone's loving it. And, and Amy goes, yeah, I saw it. And just left that. Okay. 
that is that's massive i don't even know if i could be that honest because the truth what the truth was is that amy probably didn't like what she saw right like but she wasn't gonna lie and say i loved it which is what i would have said uh, even now even right now as this like i'm so honest i would have just been like yeah i saw it, it was really i would try to be honest i would be like it was colorful or whatever it was like it was five minutes um and i watched all of it or or he looked great or you know whatever something true about it that's what sam harris would say find something true that you can say that isn't you don't have to be mean uh but amy wasn't mean she just said i saw it and then left it and the woman it sat in the air like it was like covid in the air like just we all held our breath and we're like like i felt so awkward because this woman was just waiting for the next fake compliment to come out and amy and she just goes i saw it and just held it and i was like oh my god like i and then the woman finally walked away and i was like i just witnessed something that i've never seen before which was just like you didn't give her what she wanted um it's not like you were mad at this woman but you saw it and you didn't have anything nice to say and that's all you needed to say i would have said if i didn't like it i would have said i didn't see it you know what i'm saying like but amy just told the truth and i just thought that was like a moment where Amy could sit in that and be honest and not want to people please. And I think that gets you really far in life. And Amy's not someone who uh, like, she's just honest. And I, I just always liked that. But, um, so anyway, yesterday though, it was really cool. Like I just felt like I made a lot of friends and hopefully the show will have me back. And it was just an honor to be there. And, the set moves so quickly. Shout out to the AD. I can't even say who you're like. Shout out to the crew. Um, anyone who I came across yesterday. Everyone was so helpful. I took home so many tampons. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I spent money to do this show. I literally... You know, I know the budget, the budget for this, they spend the money in the right places on the show. It looks fucking nice. Don't, don't spend your money on talent. I don't even need money. Like it was a gift to be on the show. I'm not complaining when I say that because I did say it on camera yesterday. I was like, I, cause I, someone told me I looked amazing and I go, listen, I didn't fuck around with the show. I, I lost money to be here because I wanted to look amazing and I respect everything and, um, everything you guys do and, and have accomplished. I'm just grateful to be here. And, um, and I just want to say that everyone there, I made my money back in tampons is what I'm saying. I, uh, some girl came by my trailer and brought me a Tupperware container of tampons that I was supposed to maybe take three from. Oh, I, I took a lot and I was like, this might get back to that. And then I took a couple Zevias that I didn't drink. I took a couple talking rains, which is the knockoff, um, LaCroix. I was filling my backpack with snacks that they left in the trailer for me, but like that's kind of low class to do that. And the show is a classy show. Um, so I felt a little bit like gross about that, but I just want to get honest about it. Like I definitely took things that were for me, maybe not all the tampons. Can I just say, let's all talk. You know what? Can I bring you in on a tampon talk really quick? Let's do a little TT. Um, sure. Okay. These tampons, I guess it's Playtex. Do you know there's some tampons when you put them in? Let's talk about Tampax brand. Ladies, men, earmuffs. Just kidding. This is good for you to know too. Tampax brand, when you put them in and after you pull them out, they stay long. They stay the shape they went in. Let's. Can we agree on that? Whereas the Playtex ones, you put them in and they come out in a little ball. Like they somehow... They're smaller, and so they turn. They shape shift. They shape shift, and they turn into a little ball. And I don't like that little ball. It like gets bigger. They they saturate, and then they they get really small. They get smaller than they even were. Whereas the Tampax brand stays the same shape. 
Um, Playtex, I, I I love them. I trust them. I will always use a Playtex. They come in like little pink, cute pa packages. I think these are the sporty ones. So they turn into a tennis ball in your vagina, I guess. <laughs> but it really, it turns into a little, po I guess, a, a ping pong ball. Or what's like a small ball that's like more weighted. Dude, I honestly, I lost one of me today. I was about to put a new one in and I went up just to be like, what? there's nothing there. That's weird. I don't remember taking one out. And I go, but I don't, there's, let me just keep going because the balls sometimes can get lost. And I went up there and I found one so high up that I had to use my middle finger to claw it out because the string somehow got up there. I think I might have two up there. I'm not even kidding you. I have to like, I didn't put another one in because I go, I have a feeling I have another one in me because these goddamn things turn into balls and the the string gets pushed back when I wipe my ass. So it like goes back, my, my string goes back and I go, I can't find the string, but it's so tight against the back side of the hole, my vagina hole that I just, I'm feeling it. And I go, I don't even feel straight. Like I just don't like Playtex brand and I'm sorry. Um, and I want to know if any other girls feel the same way. I love OB tampons. Those go up a ball. They come out a ball. They're trustworthy. You don't need an applicator. Girls, if your tampon falls out of the app plastic applicator and you go, oh, I have to open a new one, don't open a fucking new one. Take the fucking tampon that came out and shove it up and make sure the string is still hanging out, right? But like applicators are really unnecessary. They make it easier because so you can like shoot it and you can feel like you're giving yourself a vaccine, but completely unnecessary and you can just use OB and shove it up with your finger. Uh, Noah, thoughts? Uh, I, I prefer the Tampax Pearl. That's my favorite oh, one. Oh, yeah, the ones that are like have the shiny uh, string made out of pearls. Yes. Yeah, they're $1,100. Yes. Very classy. Per. Um, <laughs> but what about like, have you ever used the free ones that they give women in bathrooms where it's like a cardboard? Oh, hell yeah. And, and, and you push it through the cardboard. I was like, it's kind of like what you said with the OB where I was like, how am I going to put this in there? But it's actually easy. I just need that like push contraption. Yeah, that, to the help. cardboard one ha ones have that. It's the push. Yeah, yeah. But I was always afraid to use those because I thought it would like stick to my walls or something. Oh, yeah. They are a little bit like more when you put them in, they're not as like glidey because it's not plastic. But the don't be scared of those um, as fine. it sounds like you're not. But yeah, uh, also, I never used pads because I didn't get my period until I was about 16. And all of my friends had already gotten their period and they had already walked me through it, much like kissing a boy. I had heard everything that could happen. So I was like ready to do it by the time it happened to me because my friends had showed me, taught me. So when I got a period, I was like my aunt Lynn on a speedboat in 1994. When I witnessed her putting in a tampon, she just pulled her suit to the side and was like inject. And I was like, what the hell was that? It was so fast and like cool. I was like my first period. I was just like blase about. It. I was like, oh, this old thing. All right, back to the movie theater because it started at a movie that I went to go see at Plaza Frontenac when I was sixteen. On the day after, I went to a Dave Matthews concert, but and I think he set it off because I was like ovulating during the show. So, um, but pads. I skipped pads. Pads, however, I'm loving pads now. I love a good pad because uh, they just absorb everything. I always thought pads were like gross and like you can just bleed all in a tab pad all day and yeah it's gonna like maybe start sinking or something and be like a little like I don't I don't mind it I, I think I'm gonna be okay with diapers when I get older I was kind of like comforted by pads and um so I love pads I'll, I'll gladly take a pad I used to like scoff at them fun fact in Thailand when I was visiting there they do not use tampons in Thailand. They don't even know what they are. I went to the front desk of our hotel to ask for some. And I go, do you have any tampons? 
And I remember the Thai woman was like, what? Like confused, spoke English. And I go, you know, tamp- like maybe she was like a little bit bad at English, but I go, you know, tampon. And I did like the mimed it, like going into myself. And she was just like, what? Like she was very confused. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. Like aghast that I would. Have. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I'll just go to 7-Eleven. They had 7-Elevens there where a lot of stray dogs were hanging out. So I went to a, I saw the funniest thing, by the way, of my life. When I was going to a 7-Eleven in Thailand, in Phuket, Thailand, in 2000, uh, doesn't matter, uh, 13, I saw, me and my boyfriend at the time saw a dog, a stray dog, humping a bag of garbage. And it was just the funniest visual. And it could be, if, if, if I would have taken a picture of it or like videoed it, it'd be like a famous meme because it would just be like, you know, like a guy at the club when he has beer goggles or something. You know what I mean? Like it would be like some, it was so funny. Anyway, that I went to that 7-Eleven, they got tampons, no tampons in Thailand because they don't, I looked into it. They don't believe you should hold on your, onto your blood inside you. Like that's like, you need to get rid of it. It makes so much sense. And um, that's why there's more shark attacks in Thailand because they're just bleeding out. Um, that's not true. It is shark week. And uh, so they don't use them. They only use pads. And I thought that was very interesting because we are just like holding onto our blood all day inside of us and it's a little sorry for the tampon talk. actually not sorry not sorry at all thank you for your patience during oh, the ted t- t- the tampon i almost said ted talk that's the new thing instead of saying sorry you say thank you for your patience i'm still i still like sorry i'm sorry i i don't like this whole train of like never say sorry stop saying sorry girls always say sorry i'm sorry sometimes and that's okay but uh, a new way to phrase it is to say thank you for your patience or if you're like i'm sorry i'm late thank you for your patience i'm sorry i bumped into you thank you for allowing me to elbow you in the solar plexus um and thank you for allowing me to do tampon talk let's get andrew in here are you looking for some amazing tv to stream well sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on hulu you can't miss we're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time absolute must watch shows dive in with barney ted robin and the crew in how i met your mother All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time. Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. 
that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. What up, Andrew? What's going on? You know, not much. Um, I uh, how's how'd you sleep last night? I slept good. I I, I hung out with your brother-in-law. We uh. We had a really what? good time. I went. <laughs> Your brother-in-law, I you know, Matt. I thought you meant Tim. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait. Because <laughs> if I married Chris, it would be my brother-in-law. But you met Matt, my actual brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. you meant my ex-boyfriend's brother, which for some reason I was like, oh, yeah, my brother-in-law. Um, future. Yeah, uh, we, I, I went and played softball with him. And, Sweet. Uh, Isn't Matt the fucking best? I mean, this guy is the tits. I've been talking about him for years and trying to get get people to understand. My brother-in-law, my sister found such a goddamn gem. He's so fucking funny, so fun. He's just like one of us. He's a a bestie. He's just like 
non-judgmental, hilarious. The, I sent you the slow motion of his bare ass that he did over Christmas where he shook his like fat, he has this like fat ass even though he's a skinny, lanky, tall guy. And he shook his ass and you could see it in slow motion. It's the most vulnerable thing ever. And we like, he showed my dad, like he's just like down for funny, <laughs> gross stuff. And like, there was one, t he gave, there's a video of him where uh, Arlo, who's now four, was a baby and sitting on my dad's lap. And he was, and Matt was wearing a spandex um, onesie because we ran a race that morning. <laughs> and he pulled, oh of no, course. he was pulled it up. So it was like Borat, like camel toe. And he started, my mom's making Thanksgiving dinner in the kitchen next to us. And he starts gyrating and gives my dad a lap, gives his son and my dad a lap <laughs> dance in the spandex. And I was just like, I can't believe this person exists. Like no one, no one is that free. Uh, yeah, unless you're like night, a comedian uh, around comedians, at least uh, in my experience. Last night we were, uh, first of all, everyone on his team was kind of a similar vibe. They all yeah. know they suck. It's funny to be on a team because I'm pretty competitive. They all know they're going to lose before the game starts and they don't they're playing care. other guys, right? What? They're playing other, like you're playing, who are you playing against? We're playing each other. Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. Like another guy team, like a bunch of plumber guys who were okay, really yes. good, who all played baseball probably in college. So we knew we were going to lose. And at one <laughs> point, I think we lost the first game 14 nothing. And I hurt my hamstring running five feet, which was great. And then the second game, it's always the smallest we're not thing. scoring any runs. And Matt is like, uh, Matt goes, I'll show my dick if we score a run. And uh, sure enough, we scored a run. And they go, Matt, we've already seen your dick. We don't need <laughs> we and don't no need one to asked see for that. it. I, I mean, this is honestly, I'm, I'm shocked. I've never seen Matt's dick. And I feel like that's something that, um, that's the one well, thing you that's keeping softball. from us. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, it was so fun, is, though, to be out there. I mean, they all treated me so. And you liked his friends, so too. They're, yeah, I mean, you're one of them. And you're, yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. They're all, did you meet Bart? Bart uh, there? I Who was a, there? I met 10 guys. You're bad so. with names, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. Two of the guys went to school with Lauren. They were did go okay. to Kirkwood. Scott. They were two and, years. Yeah. Probably Scott and, and someone else. Yeah. And Paul. I don't Fun. Know. <laughs> yeah. I'm and glad then, you uh, did something social with people, that, my family. That's so fun. It was funny. Yeah, I know. I'm living like a St. Louis life more than you. Like I'm part of your family. And you're in L.A. And I'm just like here in St. Louis. Uh, please <laughs> live it up. You know, I'm not playing softball with anyone. Um, he always, <laughs> Matt's always the one that like I go over just to drop something off, like a dog leash or something. He'll be like, hey, do you want to run a marathon tomorrow? I'm just like going to run one. And I'm just like, no, what? Yeah, he's doing a, a paddle. He's, like, he's doing a canoe race, 340 miles. Yeah. He, he does 14ers in Colorado, which are like these mountains that you, there's 14 mountains that are some elevation or something. If you know mountaineering, you know this. And uh, he's done like 12 of them and he, yeah. it risks his life. And I'm always like, you have children. You're not, my, my mom and I go, you're not allowed to go on this. This is too dangerous. We've seen the footage. It's like, you're, you're going to die. He's a ledge head. He's a ledge head. He is a ledge head. He's so funny. I, and I'm going to post. But here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to post on our, uh, I'm going to post on our account, the video of him giving a lap dance to my dad and his son. I found it and I, I will post it so that you guys right now can go and watch it. Cause it's so funny. He's not wearing a onesie like I thought, but it's, it's as close as, as uh, I was close. What I love about Matt is like, 
He's doing this 340-mile canoe race. It's like the longest canoe. But he would never – he brings it up like, I don't even know why I'm doing it, as opposed to so many other people if you're like a mountaineer. Like that would no, be your whole personality. Yeah, he's that not would a be bragger. like Yeah, yeah, not at all. And he was really good at softball last night, and and uh, we just had so much fun. And then it was interesting, though, because Brenna was coming over, and I – and I, I got asked to play softball after we already had plans. And I was so nervous about telling her to, like, maybe delay the plans because I'm just used to people, like, exes, like, being like, what? How could you? And she was so cool about it. And I'm expecting, I'm so nervous. Ex. Yeah. Well, yeah. Two exes. I know. Did, but one of them didn't even like you. And the other one, I feel like, I guess that one was the, the later one was the one that you were scared to disappoint and get yeah, upset yeah so more my one ex, didn't really talk to you yeah yeah she didn't the, even know the, i was at the softball college one was like yeah would have been like oh good do anything else but hang she's like me. oh is it on the road for 10 years she, you guys never even had plans yeah 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 <laughs> um i just want to shout out to if you're going to st louis my matt uh the, the coolest guy in the world he does big money adventures which is like if you're an outdoors person and you want to go to St. Louis and plan a trip and, I don't know, maybe come just run into me and Andrew around town. There was someone actually at the baseball game that we went to when we were on the street that were like, we were visiting St. Louis and we were talking about would we run into Nikki and Andrew and we just ran into you. Like, it's so crazy. We're around town. So if you want to come around and just like see if you run into us, St. Louis is a great town. We have um, look into the city museum, look into going to a baseball game. Like, it's a place to go. And then Big Muddy Adventures is like, it's muddy.com the number two. Uh, I'm not, they didn't ask me to do this obviously but they just do canoe trips uh that are guided like really cool stuff in the st louis area and uh and matt runs all of it and he's on the he's on the tour he's hilarious and then there's this like wet old man who will also guide you and his name is uh big <laughs> muddy mike and um i talked about him on the podcast last summer because i went on a canoe trip to prove to myself that i don't like things i was like once and for all i'll do this and I'll really try to like it. And then if I do it and don't like it, I never have to do it again. And I didn't like it. And I really didn't like when they did this like demo tour that like, they're like, if you fall out of the boat, here's how to get back in. And because I was like in Matt's boat and he's one of the leaders, they were like, there was this uh, big money Mike who's like an older guy that's like a river guy, <laughs> the, the number one top dog in this, in the, in the, probably in the region of like uh, doing these kind of adventures, just is the river. He uh, like a sunburnt, <laughs> wet old man. He, <laughs> I'm only catfish. saying this because I was yeah. talking about this, not thinking Big Muddy Mike would ever hear the podcast. It was last summer. I was like depressed. I was going on this canoe trip. They do a demo where they Matt goes, me and Mike are going to switch canoes, and I'm like, me and my sister were like, no, do not do this. We do not want that. That we don't want Big Muddy Mike like crawling in their canoe and doing this like how to get how to be rescued and like getting us all wet and like. Just, we're going to have to help him in. He was like, we have to do this. We're doing, Nikki, just do it. And I'm like, Matt, don't. So Matt falls out of our canoe, goes over to Mike's canoe. Mike comes over to ours. He gets into our canoe. It was very quick and it wasn't as bad as Lauren and I thought it was going to be. We were just like, we just want to be done. We don't want this stupid demo of how to like survive. And, um, and I described this guy as a wet old man getting in my canoe. And then he heard the podcast and I saw him again. He was like, wet old man, huh? And he like loved it. He was like, everyone calls him wet old man now. So he is a wet well, old you gotta, man. And you got to think. You got to think at one point someone called him Big Muddy Mike and he was cool with it. You know? Yeah, like, but that's a cool it. name. Because that's True. Like, Muddy Mike oh, is that's pretty like, cool. Oh, yeah. he gets in the thick of it. Like adding old. People do not like when you say old if they're actually old. And he's actually not. 
he doesn't even look that old. He's like, uh, he should be because he's been like sunburnt and weathered by the rapids, but uh, he's he's like spry. <laughs> and so I felt bad that I called him old, but he seemed to embrace it. I love a guy that doesn't take offense to me talking a little shit. And it wasn't shit. It was just, uh, it was honest, to be honest. And um, speaking about it was Louis, honest, to be honest. I was wa- I was walking to Whole Foods and I, Whole Foods, I don't know why we say uh, Whole Foods, but Whole Foods. Uh, this, uh, this guy had his earphones in and he walked past me and he, he goes, yo, hey man, I'm listening to you. You're Holy in my shit. ears. Holy shit. And I go, what? And, and then I walk over and he shows me, he's listening, he's a bestie and he lives in our building. Like, what? And I had a great conversation Did with him. Did he know that we were in the building? With him? Is that how he, he got did, started on he, the podcast? Because he read no, our, no, what no. I scratched he on was the elevator a fan. wall? Oh, okay. He saw your like Comedy Central half hour years ago. Oh, and, my God. Um, yeah, and he was he was so nice. He's a scientist slash doctor, which, I mean, is, is a cute? solid slash. He's cute-ish. Is he have a, does he have a girlfriend? Yeah, he lives with her. Yeah, cool. Here. Well, we need to be friends with them. Um, yeah. I love yeah. that. That is so fun. That happened to me, too, with Melanie. I talked about it. Like, I was walking by this girl on the street that I had met prior, and I told her about my podcast. So, she, And then she goes, oh, my God, I'm listening. To, I look at me. I'm listening right now. And she showed me. <laughs> and then today I was at Starbucks just now. This this girl, Jill, who I just met, she, her, she was next to me. She had the same Stella McCartney bag that I have, and I've never seen anyone else wear it. She was super cute, and she had her dog had this really cute collar by Sambo Boho on Etsy. That's I gotta remember it. Sambo Samba Boho, and it's a dog <laughs> uh, collar that was like turquoise beaded. It was beautiful. She was like, I spent a hundred dollars on it. I was like, it's worth it. I got to meet you because I complimented it, and um, she uh. She was like, I wanted to kind of be friends with her because she goes, I live out of hotels right now. And I go, I live out of hotels, really. Like, I'm staying at this one right now that is so terrible. Like, it's I'm never staying there again. <laughs> I love this area, but I just took a risk. She was like, okay, here are the ones to say it. She gave me a list. So it was really, and I go, as I was leaving, I was like, will you, like, find me on Instagram? That's the new, like, can we be friends? I was like, find me on Instagram. I go, I'm, my name's Nikki. I'm a comedian. She goes, I, I realized when I heard your voice. I, like, thought, and then when I heard your voice, it confirmed. And I was like, oh. I don't expect anyone to ever know me, but it, she didn't say she was a bestie or anything, but I bet she's going to be after um, after today because I really was charming. I wanted to be friends with her. So shout out to Jill. Shout out to... Look at Sambo Boho if you're looking for a really cool dog um, accessory. And then... Um, oh, I wanted to say... Uh, we only this, have a couple uh, minutes, yeah, but I wanted ahead. to follow up on something I started at the top of the show that I didn't get to. And I, okay. I, I really don't want... Like, please, I don't want to make this, like, weird between us. I don't want it to set its vibe for the show. So just know I'm only bringing it up not to make things weird. But the other day when I sent you the package uh, screenshots of, like... Because w- w- at our place, we get alerts when a package arrives that says, hey, here's the code. Go type it in. And then, like, a little door swings open of this, like, locker. It's awesome. It's like Amazon lockers, if you've ever done that, in our building. And so I just sent... and Like, I was getting a bunch of texts. I was, like just got off a podcast I had like 22 texts and I saw the package delivery and I just screenshot it and I like did the arrow thing where you screenshot it and then you send it to someone and I didn't write anything with it I just sent it to Andrew without being like hey could you pack uh, like could you pick this up I just sent him the screenshot that says you have a parcel pending and then Andrew followed up with can you ask 
Is that what you said? Can you ask? Yeah, can you ask? That's all. Can you ask? And I, yeah. I debated on writing that. I wasn't going to write it. I know you did. That's I, the thing. I like, I knew everything that, can I just say what I thought went into it? So you wrote back, can you ask? And at first I was like, oh my God, he's mad at me. That's this whole thing. I bet he like sat and like was like biting his nails and like walking back and forth and like kicked the Roomba and like was like mad and was like, I'm not going to do her sh shit. And like, no, I wasn't that went mad. through I, that. But yeah. And then you sent it. Because you didn't send it right away. It wasn't just like, yeah, can you ask? I'll get it. Can you ask? Like, fun. It was like there was a lot of emotion behind it. And I just go, uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Because I thought it was like a um, follow-up one. Because sometimes if you don't get a package, which I had sent you one before, the day before, and been like, hey, can you get this? I did ask with it. And then, or I said, please, after it. And then, thank you. And then, uh, sometimes you get one that's like, you didn't pick this up. Can you, here's a reminder. It's still there. And I thought it was a reminder that you hadn't gotten the one that I asked for before. So I was just sending you like what I thought was a reminder, but it was actually a reminder of one that I hadn't sent you. So it was like a new one to ask you to, you had already gotten the other ones, which I didn't know at the time. Um, but I should have asked you're hundred percent, right? Like it was all due to the fact that I was like, just busy and do, like trying to like go through a bunch of stuff at like so many texts to write back to but no excuse I will always ask you and I like that you asked for that in return but it was funny afterwards <laughs> uh I wrote back I, let me see what I wrote back just so I can pull it up I wrote back um uh da, 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 da. Uh, he goes can you ask me and you I go oh sorry I thought I did it was the one I sent you before thanks and you said all good it's different and then you sent me pictures of the packages you got yesterday I said oh okay sorry thanks and then um but the funny thing is, like, after I wrote back, oh, sorry, I thought you did. It was the one I sent before. I saw, like, dot, dot, dots come up and then go away. And then come up again. And then go away. And then come up for a really long time. And then go away. And I was like, just, it's, it's going to be okay. I'm not, like, I know that you, st you elevated it to, like, I'm standing up for myself. And I d d was accountable and admitted that I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And I said sorry and everything. And then you're like, well, now I, 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 I want to kind of not be as rude. Like, I don't want her to think I'm mad at her. And I'm also trying to <laughs> make it fun. So I don't know what to write. So I just, I've never seen you go dot, dot, dot to me. Because dot, dot, dot is like when you're overthinking things, you know? Like, when a dot, dot, dot comes up, it's obviously like you just send it right. Like, I get a text from you. But I've never seen one disappear and go back again and disappear. And so I just stopped watching because I was giving me anxiety. And then you go, and then all you wrote was all good. And then another one that said, it's different. And so it was like, you, whatever thought you were putting in, you had written something bigger before that of like, I, which I don't know what it was. But then I want to say it was so cute because after that, I get all the, I'm getting all these texts from the, um, the group chat that you and me and Noah have. And uh, I think Noah was sharing, you had shared something on there right around the same time. Noah wrote back to it. And then you wrote, I love you guys. And I was like, that's his way of being like, I just kind of confronted Nikki about something and I want to like say like it's all good and I love you. <laughs> Am I correct in thinking that the I love you guys was related to the little bit of tension we had literally five minutes beforehand? I mean, okay. Because you don't that say was... I love you guys to us often. Noah? Noah? Well, listen, listen. A lot, I would say 80% of what you just said is right on the money, okay? Mm. The thing is, is this is the thing. I don't give a fuck about getting packages for you. I don't care about going to Whole Foods or going to Walgreens. I just care about being asked at the end of the day. Can I just and say I, and I, my no, problem no, with I'm not asking that you? Because I have a problem when can I ask. I, can I finish? Can I finish? Yeah. Can I finish, yeah. though? 
So so when 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 I just get something being like here's a prescription or like here's this or whatever, I get I get defensive because I just want I just want to be asked and I just want to thank you. That's all. I don't think that's asking for much. And I think what happens is is like, you know, um if we're if we're in a working establishment like relationship and you're like, "Hey, can you grab me this?" Yeah, I'm working for you. And then when I'm here at the apartment and you're like, "Hey, get me this parcel." I'm not working for you anymore. However, you're paying more rent here. We know that. Blah blah blah. But it's like, I I think they get crossed, and I get I get a little like defensive, and I get and it. I don't yeah. mean to, and I no, don't it's, mean it's, to, and I. That, and, that was a perfect response want, of like, can you ask? Like, you can always respond to me that way, and it doesn't need to be like. I just don't want you to go through the because I know, I just know you so well, and I'm not pretending to. I know that at 80% I'm getting right, but I do believe that you struggled with the anger you felt after getting that for longer than you needed to, to, yeah, probably. you can just write back. Can you ask, like you can just be your first reaction can be what you send and it can keep it a lot more lighter and a lot more less fraught than it needs to be because I'll always cop to being eventually I'll cop to being uh, out of line because you're right. I did need to ask. And it was a symptom of me being too busy and also uh, taking you for granted in terms of like, you know, getting my packages. And, and, and then I, I reason like, well, these packages are things that I'm putting in the house so that our house looks nice. So when you take videos yeah. of yourself and stuff, it's like a nice look for you. Like it's a Roomba. <laughs> so you don't have to clean for sure. as much and it's I'm a, thankful whatever. for those things yeah it's, so these packages all... to me are like they're for you so I, I I reason that but it's not true because sometimes they're not for you at all and I do appreciate them and you are a man who can pick up things easier than I can and I just for me there's so much stuff I do around the house that I don't ask for thank yous for I don't wait to be asked to do them because they're not necessarily things you even care about but I just feel like and I'm not like I really work on not resenting the stuff, the extra stuff I do that I don't, that you don't do because it's like, I, first of all, I don't ask you to do it. So why do you know to do it? And also, um, that's my, that's up to me. If I want you to be accountable, I can't like silently resent you. So I like, I truly don't have resentments about stuff that possibly I could, or possibly like, you know, a housewife who's like, he doesn't do that. Like I, don't, yeah, I really no, don't care. I get it. Roommate and then when stuff, you empty yeah. the the dishwasher, I feel an uh, a like you're waiting for me to thank you sometimes. No, and never. I go never. I don't even. And then sometimes I'm like, I don't want to give it to him because he's so proud that he did this small thing when all day I've been doing. Like I that's go through in that, your head. That's I know in it's your in my head. head. I'm 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 literally I'm talking about the sick the disease I have of yeah. like. But comparing. I have similar diseases. But this is very, I have similar this is stuff. very relatable. I know every couple out there, every roommate situation has that of like, I do this and this and keeping score. And literally the last time you emptied the dishwasher, I was so grateful for it. And you were doing it without me asking. You just started doing it. And then I was like, I'm not going to thank him because I don't get thank yous for when I do stuff around him that he could do. And then I was like, why? What what is are are you gonna win something by not thinking? And aren't you grateful that he's doing this? So I was like, shut up, Nikki. And I was like, thank you, Andrew. And then it was like, I let it go. I didn't need. And then the idea that you like want. I hate when I hate being a person who senses that someone wants something, whether it's a thank you or hey, you look nice or like is mm-hmm. is is being thirsty for something because how dare like I. 
I don't like that I'm someone whose instinct when someone wants something is to withhold it because that has been the most painful thing in my life is is in relationships when I wanted affection or attention or love and the person wants to punish me and so purposely could give me this thing that is so saying thank you is not hard it's no unless I'm suffering with laryngitis it's not hard for me to say and I could even do like an Asian bow you know like of thank you in that case yeah so which means laryngitis withhold something when you withhold something (laughs) it's just like I I had to stop myself the other day but what I wanted to say about the package thing is that I oh this is the thing about asking you and this is on me and I just want to figure out where you're coming from with it. And I think I brought this up to you before, but sometimes when I ask you to do something, this is, this is how it goes to me. And maybe this is maybe one time it happened. It's short I think it's answered. Time. Yes. Yeah. I go, Andrew, could you walk Luigi? Because I'm dealing with Marion and I'm just like, Ugh, I'm really sorry. Thank you. So-. Like I literally asked like that. Like, I'm like, Ugh, I hate that I'm asking you to do this because Luigi is not your responsibility. I, you're living with a dog who makes our lives a little bit, more hectic. I don't expect you to ever take care of Luigi in any way. He's my dog. But sometimes I go like, can you walk him? I'm really sorry. Like, thank you so much. And you'll just do it. You won't even say, yeah, you'll just like go grab the leash. And it's almost like you're mad that you, like that kind. And then I'm like, oh God, I remind him of his mom or something. And he's like mad instead of just going like, for me, my ideal situation, which you don't have to do would be like, yeah, sure. It's no problem. Like just being like, yeah, I got it. I do, think, of like, I do think yeah. since we had that talk, though, I do feel like, especially when you were taking care of Marion, and I don't know, I feel like sometimes you like look I'm for the negative. Help. Yeah, but I like think Like being a little bit more enthusiastic about helping would make me feel good, and, I, and maybe that's asking you to lie because you're not enthusiastic about it, but I think you should be because you do help me out a lot, and when you do help me, it feels so good, and I feel like I want you to feel good about I know, but I just doing feel things like, for me because I really do appreciate it. But for me, for me, I do feel like, like you, I I get what you're saying and you're heard. And I just feel like sometimes like, like I'm asked to do things that I wouldn't ask you to do at the time where it just seems like, like a task that is like, and, and it's an ego thing. Can you give me an example? No, just like, Hey, I'm doing this podcast. Can you walk Luigi? Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes your tone isn't as nice as you think it is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, though, but that being said, I, I really do feel like I've, I've made not just an effort, but, like, I understand the things you do for me. I understand. Like, I'm very, very thankful and grateful for you in my life. And I, I think, like, sometimes, like, you'll find, you know, the negative times when I'm walking, Louis, but like not looking at the times when like, I'm like, yeah, I'll go to Walgreens for you. Hey, you want stuff from Whole Foods? Like I yes. sometimes think like, like when you didn't get me something from Whole Foods the day, the, the weekend that I was watching Marion and I have to just let this out and you and Brenna went to Whole Foods. I didn't know you were going to Whole Foods and you guys didn't get me anything. I did I, get you stuff. I got no, not, you. No, the, you went to Whole Foods one time and you didn't get me anything. Whole Foods. Uh, Maybe you went twice that weekend, and one time you did, but the other time you didn't. Yeah, and but that's I, this is my whole point. I, I know. I, uh, I, I'm saying that I'm wrong for feeling so resentful, and I'm just releasing it, but I was so <laughs> upset because I was like, I am constantly in, like, this weekend has been so hard on me. I don't even, I feel like they, he doesn't even acknowledge that I, I'm, like, in the weeds with this fucking dog who literally is falling apart Nikki, at the Nikki, we stayed there all weekend. We were there for I you. Know, we, I mean, Brenna, walk Luigi. I know, like, I know, I, and I was, I, I was so grateful for that. But I just want to say that, like, 
every time I go to Whole Foods, I think of something, a snack I can get you. I, I literally bring snacks in my bag for you on uh, airport trips and stuff. And like, that's, but that's my job. That's what I, I'm choosing to do that. You didn't ask me. So I think I just need to only get upset when I ask you for something, like not to be like, he didn't think of me, but I just felt like uh, so like, God, like it would be on my mind if my roommate was struggling with a dog that had stitches and like blood coming out and and I have already helped her in little in in ways that she was so grateful for because she's like I was trying to be like thank you, thank you because I need no, it so bad. No, I get bad. that, but you don't need to do that either. Like I'm here for you. Like I but do like want to be there for you. And I do want to make you feel grateful. But uh, yeah, that was just the only thing is like I just I just I know, expect- but don't you see how like it's kind of hard when your expectations for me are like uh like you're looking at the Read my time, mind. <laughs> yeah. Well the time when you're like, Oh, you didn't go to Whole Foods and think of me, but literally the next time I go, What do you need? Well I know you're here. Yes. Like no, you're not looking at that time. Like, as a thing of that I wasn't I wasn't in the right place yeah. to I was like just in a I resented that moment, but I, I really did let it go because I didn't ask. You guys had helped so much and I gave you credit even on the podcast for helping me so much that weekend. Like I couldn't have done it without you. It was way more work than I knew I was taking on to take care of that sick dog. And the Luigi thing, like you love Luigi. So I do too. For me, I, I like I I don't see the problem in asking you to walk him because you're going out anyway and like and and it shouldn't be a favor to me. It should be just like, oh, I care about this dog who needs some sunshine because Nikki's been in podcasts back to back for five hours. Like, I so I feel that. like it's not something I should even have to ask. So I guess I'm saying, will you help out with Luigi without me asking? And I'll um, <laughs> compensate you either financially or in some way like that. Because uh, I just need help with Luigi to, sometimes. You don't have asking. to. You don't have to pay me. I appreciate I, and it. I, and I love how much you cuddle with Luigi and make him feel like loved when like I'm another, sometimes I'm like, Andrew, will you like let him up on the couch and like hold and just like hug him a little bit. And you're like, do that. And he like loves you so much. And it, it just makes I me feel him. so good because all I want is that dog to be like loved and comfortable. And he's constantly looks sad and scared, even though I'm, all I'm doing is trying to like make him feel loved. So I do appreciate you. I love you. And love let's you. get to the news. Thank you. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, man. It's, it's the weekend. It's a makeup podcast. <laughs> it's a makeup. I didn't even know we were going to make up. Uh, <laughs> apparently. Um, also, guys, have a great time. Have all the swells. I might right. not have said all ATS. the swells yesterday. ATS, I apologize if I didn't. If it brought down any of your swells, hope they double time today. I know. I, oh. At the end of the pod yesterday, you go, I don't think I said all the cells, swells. And then Noah goes... <laughs> The fans will let us know. Did any bestie catch it? I don't think they did. All right. So maybe I did say it. I don't know. Anyhow. I don't think you did. I just think our besties are were, are drunk on the job. They might be a little drunky. It's okay. okay. It's well, That is a forgotten episode. We'll, all, all the swells. We'll double all the swells today. All right. A good Samaritan saves a California woman who was held captive and sexually assaulted by her Tinder date for three days before escaping into the street. I mean, so, uh, a this is why you should do woman. Bumble, I guess. This should be a good commercial for Bumble. But uh. <laughs> News brought to you by Bumble, and it's all just Tinder murder stories. Yeah, um, yeah. Dude, this is so sad and scary. So this woman went on a date. Man, I've done this. I, told, I talked about this uh, on a podcast or a Us Weekly interview I did, yes, two days ago, about, like, what was your worst date? And I go, oh, it was Raya thing. I went over to a guy's house on a first date. Because I just didn't want tea or coffee or a meal. I didn't want to go out. 
I wanted to smoke weed at his dope place in the hills, and he seemed nice enough. And uh, my point was like, everyone was like, oh, he wanted, he expected to have sex, and he, that's why the date went badly because when it was clear you didn't want to have sex because you were coming over to his house, like, of course you're gonna have sex. And I'm like, no, that doesn't mean that. But now yeah. I think about it, and I'm like, that's maybe don't trust. You we're that, wearing but- a little nighty though. That's true. I showed up in a little bitty itty nighty itty bitty bitty itty. Um, this reminds me of the you know Dahmer. Do you remember? Um, I watched something about Jeffrey. I th- no, not Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm sorry. Who's the guy that ate people in Milwaukee? Dave Dahmer. Uh, no, that's uh, his brother, and uh, he was a uh, astrophysicist. He was way worse. He was an accountant. Um, no. Uh, wait, what was? It was Jeffrey yeah, Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer okay, ate yeah, people. it was Jeffrey Dahmer. Thank you. Yeah, he. Um, he one time had he would do the same not on tinder obviously because it wasn't around i think they it was like the personal ads or whatever but like truly he would uh get guys uh, gay guys and back in like the 70s 80s when this was happening like it was a little bit more like you couldn't be as open with it so these guys would probably come to his house not telling anyone where they'd been oh yeah they'd go there he would I don't I can't really speak to exactly what would happen, but he would do this thing where he would drill a hole in their brain and then inject um, acid or something to like kill a part of their brain that like made them be able to talk and speak. But they could still walk and they could still walk and talk. But like their brain, it was he did some fucked up shit, you know, like and um, what's, you know, rape, all these things. One of them got out and was running in the streets like trying to get away but was also so fucked up from the brain drilling that he would do in a way that he wouldn't even bleed like he would do things it was so fucked up what he would do so the cops showed up to this guy that was running naked and i think he was naked in the street and you know trying to express that he needed help but like couldn't very confusing cops show up Dahmer talks to the cops and says this is my I forget what he said this is my brother this is my he's just yeah. like mentally unwell disabled oh my yep. god and then took him back in and ended up like his head was in the freezer by the end of the, the weekend and um but this reminds me of the same thing of like sometimes you see someone who is naked and uh you know really roughed up and bloody in the street as a homeless person especially around Los Angeles or a woman and screaming and you go oh that poor crazy homeless woman i'm gonna ignore her and a lot of times someone in distress can be ignored because it's so scary this is literally what happened to this girl tell me no no she was running around distressed in the street and people just ignored her this is exactly what happened to her they the bystander effect i don't want to deal with it someone else will um I have to get somewhere. I'm going to drive around this. It doesn't. It's too much. I don't want to get blood on me. She's naked. It makes me feel awkward. All these things. Yes. So I mean, someone did help her. I kind of see this did. guy's profile. I wonder what a guy like this Tinder profile. I'm He's so glad she got out. Holding a fish, right? This guy. Yeah. A fish hook. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I this know. guy. I mean, uh, how do you? How do you? What do you? recommend for girls that like tell you know, people for a where first you're going. date i mean you went to that guy's house but share your location still, so. on your phone yeah um yeah tell people where you're going not that he can't just like turn off your phone or whatever um uh don't go to someone's house for a first date uh meet in public and but you you know they could meet you in public and then get you back to their place and then this could still happen so um bring a web I don't even know. I honestly don't know. We should like talk to How some- long should people talk online before they meet in person? Everyone always says like 
go from the app to a date right away. Like if he yeah. doesn't like just ask them right away. Don't waste your time texting about all the stuff that you're going to cover on the first date anyway. I mean, I don't think you need to wait long. Just meet in public and uh, maybe read a couple t- terrifying stories beforehand to make you a little bit scared. When I drive around my dad, when he <laughs> taught me how to drive, he was like, it's a common thing that people tell people to drive. Make think think that every single car at this last split second could turn and hit you and is going to and wants to and what you're going to do to get out of it. That's why I never drive on the inside of a, uh, a lane. You guys know I'm scared of two lane highways, but if there's four lanes on like a road that's 35 miles per hour, I never choose the inside lane because it's so much easier for the person on the other side to just tilt and then get like you'll get hit. So I'm always on the outside. I always I live like everyone's gonna bite me and and hurt me and and run into me. So I think if you kind of operate like that going into it, of like what's the worst that could happen, and then when he like goes to you know put his coat around your shoulders, you'll go like get off and you'll like stab him in the chest. But um, <laughs> you end up uh, killing him. Uh, yeah, I think just like be just know, know that like anything bad could happen. As a guy, like girls will sometimes be like are you a murderer? Like they always ask. They'll say that. Like, yeah. What kind of murderer is going to be like, yep, actually shit. Yeah. Ask me. Like, it's just like, it's, they're and not I get like it. cops where they have to like tell you what they, uh, undercover cops, <laughs> even though that's not true. Undercover cops don't need to tell you that they are. If you ask them, um, I mean, so I true. guess you're like, vetting, but I, but yeah, I feel it's like just, murderers might go like, you might see it for a second of like, how did she know? You know, like you're not going to rape me. Are you? There was one time where I said, Oh, yeah, remember when the Cayman Islands? Did I tell the story of the, the I was looking at the cow on my run and I was trying to like make a connection with the cow. These two locals came up to me. They were drinking in their car. It was on Easter. They're drinking in their car. They come up. They have empty beer cans. Two um, older guys that like in this kind of rough looking car, and they're looking at me, looking at this cow. They pull over and they're like, "Do you need help?" And I'm like, "No." And then they get out of the car. I go, "Is this cow gonna like attack me? Do you guys know anything about cows?" And they go, oh, let me show you. And the guy's drunk and he parks the car and he gets out. And I go, are you going to rape me? And the way his response clearly <laughs> made it seem like he wouldn't rape me. Like he was just like, he goes, why would you say that? And I go, because that's my biggest fear. Um, and it happened. Like I go, I just wanted to. And I would have known if he was a rapist by his reaction, because I feel like a rapist would kind of be like, how'd she know? You know, like there would be a moment. But his yeah, reaction yeah, yeah. made me feel so safe of like, what the fuck? Like. You know, it's just like, I don't know. It's it, hard it, to, uh, it's hard. through like DMs to, like you were able to see his face. Like, yes. I feel like maybe a FaceTime call with anyone you're going to go out with. Maybe do that. And well, then I guess ask if you him, write, are you going to murder me? And the dot, dot, dot comes up and then goes away and then dot, 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 <laughs> yeah. and then goes away. And then he says, I love you guys. And then he writes, I love chat. you guys. <laughs> yeah, that might be mean he's going to murder you and not walk your dog later. Uh, all right, next story. <laughs> Uh, besties, write us, write into us and let us know if you've eight, ever been on yeah. a date that made you feel unsafe and like what you did or what maybe tips f- because I don't think we really offered any good advice here because I'm not really qualified to do so. I think we did. I think, I think the best thing is carry a gun. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Megan Fox details drinking ayahuasca. Oh my God. I this was amazing. With Machine Gun Kelly, I went to hell and said the experience surpassed talk therapy or hypnotherapy because it just goes straight into your soul and it takes you to a psychological prison that you had, that you hold yourself in. Okay. Yep. The couple flew to Costa Rica. 
Uh, Catering I to celebrities. I love this story. Okay, here's a quote. Can I just pull it up really quick and read the quote? Because can yeah. I read it? Do you mind? I, I just because I loved it so much. I was. I can't believe you picked the story. No, you nailed it so much because I didn't even think of it for our show, but I was like obsessed with what she had said. And I'm a huge Megan Fox fan now. So she did ayahuasca, which if you don't know, is the Peru that you go to Peru or some, you know, like shaman, they make you drink a thing that makes you throw up and you're not allowed to go into the next level unless you throw up. So she's with all these people. She said, uh, you get there and you're in the middle of the jungle and you don't get to eat after like 1 PM, which wouldn't work for me because I have to eat three meals a day, but you have to walk a very far distance to get your water <laughs> and you can't shower because they're in a drought. There was nothing glamorous about it. And it's all part of making you vulnerable. So you sort of surrender to the experience experience first of all she's saying this on jimmy kimmel which is uh being co uh it's being hosted by anthony anderson i think this week but they haven't asked me it's kind of um kind of upset about it but um uh even though i guess i said this summer and it was a success i felt but haven't asked me back um and she said you have to vomit a certain amount and until they let you get back with everyone else so you're like cheering everyone on as they throw up um she said that uh she and the bloody Valentine rapper, which is Machine Gun Kelly, were skeptical of throwing up in front of strangers until they realized it was such a good bonding experience. So everyone's cheering them on. She says, uh, so this is the cool thing that I liked the best of this whole thing. And I don't think it's in this uh, exact article that you sent, but she had wanted to do this when she was with Brian Austin Green, the guy that she was married to and had kids with. She had talked about this in, in interviews beforehand, like years ago, about wanting to do ayahuasca and have an ego death that she had read about. Um, but... Uh, she had been scared and he hadn't really been into it. And now she's in this relationship and she, f I just love that she's not presenting this thing as like, oh, it's just a thing I found out about and I want to do it with uh, MGK because he's young and cool and I want to do just, I'm just doing this because I'm trying to be different. She like, this is something she'd want to do a while and just finally found someone that she was like comfortable doing it with. And I just like thought that was kind of beautiful. So they went in and what she describes, like you said, is that she literally, she said, so uh, she said, I was thinking it was like glamping, like it was going to be some kind of five-star experience. Obviously, it was not. And uh, she said she drank ayahuasca um, and then she, uh, oh, and then she just, I, I didn't watch the interview, but this girl, I think she's so cool. I want to be friends with Megan Fox so bad. She said the, the ceremony lasts three nights, but on her second night, she, and then she just says, she goes, um, I went to hell for etern eternity and a hallucination. Yeah, so like on the second night I went to hell for eternity. I think that's so funny to just like flippantly say that. And she goes, and this really got me. I feel like sometimes people describe hallucinogenics and you go, I don't understand what you're even talking about, but I'm glad it worked for you and I'll know it if I ever do it. But this sounds terrifying, but I kind of, I'm so scared. I want, this is like roller coasters for me. Like I have the same feeling I had when I was young and like wanted to go so bad, but I was so scared of what was going to happen, even though I knew it was only going to be good in the end, even though it might be scary during it. She said, just knowing, this is talking about uh, going to hell for eternity. She said, just, I'll read it in her voice. Just knowing it's eternity. I'm just, I don't, I've never even heard her talk, honestly. I've never seen her movies. So just knowing it's eternity is torture. And in, just knowing it's eternity is torture in, in itself. Because there's no beginning, middle, or end. So you have a real ego death. So I get that, you know, like thinking that you're in hell for eternity, you just like surrender. And so like you let go of any like trying to be someone, trying to think you're cool, feeling like a self. You just let it go because you have no choice. You're in hell for eternity. Um, I get she it. She said yeah. it, it surpasses, of the like you said, thing. Yeah. hypnotherapy. What'd you say? <laughs> I go, I get it because of the package thing. What the package thing? <laughs> eternity in hell. 
Me packages. having to get your packages. Oh, oh, the packages. Yeah. Uh, living with me. You know, it's like when I signed, uh, when I extended the six month lease for our place until January 1st, 2022. Um, she said, like you said, it surpassed talk therapy or hypnotherapy. I just um, got back in with my therapist. Do we have a session today or is it tomorrow? Fuck, I think it's today. Um, no, it's next week, actually. She, uh, which I find, it's like she goes, it goes straight into your soul and it takes you to a psychological prison that you hold inside yourself, which you already said. But um, I, th- I think I want to do ayahuasca so bad. Who's down? Andrew, Noah, are you down after hearing this? Because <sighs> Megan Fox sold me on it once and for all. I mean, I've done mushrooms, which no, dude, this I, is different. I've done acid. No, I know, I know. Have you I'm had just an saying, ego like, death? huh? Have you had an? I I really am reluctant to believe she had an ego death when I see her walking around and like is still wearing the bodycon dresses and the face that looks like she looks like she's from Madame Tussauds. Like, if you have an ego death, isn't part of that being like I don't care what people think about me anymore and I don't need to put out an image? I mean, maybe that is. Maybe that's. But what maybe that happens is from not caring. Death. Yeah, maybe that's not what. Oh my god! I, I think David like, Spade called Machine Gun like, Kelly a neon scarecrow the other day, and it made me laugh so yeah, fucking that hard. Is funny. A neon uh, scarecrow. I, <laughs> 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 um, I just feel like when people take ayahuasca, it's a little cur for me, where people are like, "My life changed," and I saw the green light right. and the blue, and then and and it's oh, just frozen. a lot. And I, well, I, he's having an ego death. I don't you guys. know. I oh, mean, wait, I just, just want to. Oh, am I good now? Okay. You think it's care? Anyhow, you think it's care? I think it's a little care. I think it's care. I'm also scared. Also, I'm in a very good mental place right now, and I don't know if I want to fuck with that. You know what I right. mean? Like, I'm not searching for anything right now. Like, I right. really do feel like that makes sense. Uh, Nick, Nikki just sent me a parcel and said, "Get this bitch." Which I don't know if she wanted that on air, but I just got a parcel <laughs> notification, I, and I, I couldn't like help that myself more than just. I like that. Yeah, more I get than it just better than just a it. screenshot. I agree. I totally okay. agree, Andrew. Uh, next story. <laughs> let's do. Uh, why do I care? Sports. Oh, sports. <laughs> Here's Andrew's weekly sports moment. I let Ooh, you have one. Someone Here took ayahuasca with that tone. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, so I don't know if you saw this or we talked about this, but after missing a high-stakes penalty kick for England, so England was in the finals in the Euro 2020. It's 2020 Mm. because of COVID, so they did Mm. last year's this year, whatever. Okay, Um, so they're saying 2020, even though it's 2021? 21, yeah. It was kind of like when I had a Corolla. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. so, So Italy... Uh, they did, uh, it was England versus Italy in the finals. England hasn't been in the finals in 55 years. They have wow. like four, uh, black players, Whoa. three of the black players missed the penalty kick out okay. of like five or six kicks. Mm-hmm. So it's become this huge racist, like fucking tirade on the internet towards these players from English fans calling them death threats. Uh, so this guy had a, mu- a mural for him because he's an amazing soccer player, but he's only like 19. What's his name? This guy. Okay, so uh, Marcus Rashford. Okay. So, so he was bullied on social media, and he put this post on Instagram. It's a little long, but I swear to God, it's like the most human like response to like racism. Then I just thought it was such well written. I don't know if you want Do tell. to hear. Okay. Well, can you read I- some of it? All right, so he goes, I don't even know where to start, and I don't even know how to put into words how I'm feeling at this exact time. I've had a difficult season. I think there's 
been clear. I think that's been clear for everyone to see, and I probably went into that final with a lack of confidence. I've always backed myself for a penalty, but something didn't feel quite right. During the long run-up, I was saving myself quite a bit of time, and unfortunately the result was not what I wanted. I felt as though I had let my teammates down. I felt as if I'd let everyone down. A penalty was all I've been asked to contribute for the team. Ooh, I, I love sc- that. I can score penalties in my sleep, so why not that one, he says. I love that. Yeah. It's been playing in my head over and over since I struck the ball, and there's probably not a word to quite describe how it feels. Final, 55 years, one penalty, history. All I can say is sorry. I wish it had gone differently. Whilst I continue to say sorry, I want to shout out my teammates. This summer has been one of the best camps I've experienced, and we've all played a role in that. A brotherhood has been built that is unbreakable. Your success is my success. Your failures are mine. I've grown into a sport where I expect to read things written about myself, whether it be the color of my skin, where I grew up, or most recently, how I decide to spend my time off the pitch. I can take critique of my performance all day long. My penalty was not good enough. It should have gone in, but I will never apologize for who I am and where I came from. I've never felt I've felt no prouder moment than wearing those three lines on my chest and seeing my family cheer me on in crowd of tens of thousands. I've dreamt of days like this. The messages I received today have been positively overwhelming and seeing response in Withington had me on the verge of tears. The communities that have Always wrap their arms around me, continue to hold me up. I'm Marcus Rashford, 23-year-old, black man from Withington and Wethenshire, South Manchester. If I have nothing else, I have that. For all the kind messages, thank you. I'll be back stronger. We'll be back stronger. Love. I mean... I will say that I loved that. It was a great response to everything, and it made... It only addressed the racist things for a part of it, which is, like, cool that it was just, like... He spent this much time on that because it doesn't deserve to really be acknowledged, those things, even though it obviously does because it's such a fucking issue still. Um, and uh, But what I will say is that I don't believe, you know, he shouldn't apologize for being black, obviously, and being, um, what, what else did he say? I'm not going to be a color apologize whether it be the color of my skin where i grew up or most recently how i decide decide to spend my time off the pitch which i guess is off the field i learned that from ted lasso um (laughs) i don't think you should apologize for not making that penalty kick either because it's not your choice like i i I get it that like you just like you didn't choose to be born black you didn't choose to be born wherever you were you didn't you don't really i don't think you really choose how you spend your time it's just like there's no free will there's no apology necessary for the the kick. It's like, I think it's all the like, and I I don't think that diminishes or minimizes the the him saying that race is different than how he plays on the field, because it's everything we do and everything we we all are trying our best. And yeah, um, but I mean, his argument is he can't. I mean, you would say that he could control the outcome. He, he couldn't control the outcome of the kick. You can't no, control what you do. But you but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would You're say saying he has as, as less control over that kick as he does of the color of his skin. I really do believe I that. I mean, that's... And uh, I, it, it's just that. true. It's just true because you could say, well, he could go back and maybe he should have practiced more the night before or maybe he shouldn't have drank three nights before and maybe maybe they're saying he's dating too. I don't know what they're saying he's doing off the pitch that made him not perform as well that day. But, okay, even that, like, 
let's say he chose to go out drinking three days before and didn't decide to sleep in and maybe his lack of sleep contributed to the fact that he didn't make that pitch because whatever or didn't make that uh, kick. Um, his choice to go out that night, he didn't have a choice in that choice. It like you, everything that led up, he was never not going to go out. It's all, And you could always go, no, Nikki, he could have stayed in. There was a choice. He made the choice to go out. He didn't choose to make the choice because when you choose to go, okay, I'm going to go out. Where did the thought come from to go? I'm going to do that. I'm going to pick that one. You didn't conjure it. It just came into your head to choose. So you're not in charge of anything. I know this is, this is again, no free will, but uh, I love that response. I loved you sharing that. I'm now following Marcus Rasford as a 23 year old. You said he was 19 at first, but as a 23 year old, I think he's like so oh, smart. Yeah, there was and another like, guy. There was another guy that missed a kick that was 19 who missed a last I'm just kick. always so impressed when these young people are able to write so um, beautifully. Uh, and they, they probably spend most of their schooling, like not really school, like athletes generally spend most of their time playing a sport and not really maybe reading and, and, and like, I'm not, I'm not saying that anything, I'm just saying athletes when they're, when they're, when they're able to write so poetically and like powerfully, I'm always impressed. This guy's a uh, really impressive person. Yeah, he. Uh, it, it's just the like, younger generation is so fucking smart and like woke and in the best way. And I'm just I'm so I'm excited for our future because of it. Like that makes me feel good in good hands that young people in positions of power with 11 million followers are able to talk like that and uh, and, and synthesize their feelings and a message in that way. It's it's so cool and I'm so glad so many people read that and I'm glad you read it. Um, and I'm glad you got the name of his town, Weathenshire. I was like, I looked at the word and I go, I don't know what I'd do with that. Yeah, and you just nailed I it. I was, no, you did a great job. Let's get to, uh, Fanthrax. It's time for, uh, listener mail, which we call Fanthrax because Anthrax is something that, you know, crazy fans sometimes send. And, uh, it's just a fun, uh, play on words. Fanthrax. Here we go. Here is a <laughs> message from, uh, Let's see. Hannah, a voice message. Thank you so much, Hannah. Let's hear it. Hi, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. I love the podcast. It gets me through my soul-sucking desk job, so thank you so much. I just have a quick <laughs> mispronunciation story. So a few years back, we were, yes. my friends and I were at a grocery store, and my friend out of nowhere just goes, who the fuck names their kid Penelope? And we were just like, what? Yeah, that's insane. And Penelope. you look at the magazine she's looking at, where Courtney Kardashian is pictured with it's her baby Kardashian. girl, Penelope. Uh, Pen- so yeah, that Penelope. filled us up for years. Uh, so anyway, thanks guys. All the swells. Okay. Penelope is so funny. And, and guess and what? Her, it does look like Penelope. Your friend's right. Oh my in God. Her defense, in her defense, it's not cantaloupe I know, exactly. I was thinking, uh, uh, ca- 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 yeah, cantaloupe. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> cantaloupe. Yeah, can yeah. can't. <laughs> Contend to I can't even say what it would be if Courtney named her baby cantaloupe, but um, uh, Penelope is so funny and is now the way that I will refer to all Penelope's. And um, thank you so much, Hannah. I love the fact that your name is a palindrome. That's so cool. And I also love the name Hannah because sometimes when you write ha 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 ha, it looks like the word Hannah, and like your name looks like people laughing. And thank you so much for listening to us at your soul sucking desk job, which is an SSDJ. Um, so if you if you have if you have a SSDJ out there, let's we're, we're going to call it from now on an SSDJ coined by Hannah, which New is shirt. Uh, 
So SSDJ. So many people have a double SDJ. Uh, all right. Ces- this is from Cecily. I think it's Cecily. Huh? Hi, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. My name is Cecily, and I just thought I would call in uh, today to say that I just love um, Nikki's and Andrew's laughs when you guys get each other going. I It just puts a big <laughs> smile on my face and cracks me up. Aww. Nikki's is kind of like a, you know, kind of like a, like a, crackle so it's like do them <laughs> yeah this is definitely more like the mutley laugh where it's just like all air like yes <laughs> like that anyway yeah. i think it's hilarious i love listening to you guys uh, keep doing what you're doing bye thanks sis Aww. oh my god i just love hearing our fans and like meeting them and like i i wrote i wrote on um my Instagram today. I just posted the hottest picture of myself that's ever been taken on stage, by the way. Literally the best picture ever by Elizabeth Vigiano, who I'm going to bring on tour to take pictures of me. Um, you should follow her at Liz Vig, V-I-G, L-I-Z-V-I-G on Instagram. She has the best pictures of comedians and it's just, she's just an amazing photographer. It's not easy to do and a lot of people do it and they do it wrong, but she does it right. I posted the picture and I said, my tour is happening right now. Get tickets now. I want to, I can't wait to see all of you. And I wrote in parentheses, especially listeners of my podcast slash besties and i felt bad saying that because i know people that don't listen are gonna be like what the fuck but i knew besties would be like yeah and it's just true like i love you guys so much and uh thank you for allowing me to be insane and uh and just my you're my friends and i feel like uh sometimes i listen to myself especially like on whitney's podcast yesterday because i don't listen to this podcast because i live it and we do it daily it would be too much for me to listen back but I was watching clips that Whitney sent me of her podcast and I go, bitch, you're a lot. I like, I know I'm a lot and (laughs) I know that my ADD meds sometimes make me talk too much and go on tangents and I don't follow them and I'm like working on it and thank you for being my friend and knowing that sometimes I can be boring or not finish my thoughts or too much and thank you for putting up with me and sticking through it. And sometimes maybe you don't and you're like, I can't take this episode. Her energy is too much, but I love you guys. And Penelope or in Cecily, uh, thank you for liking our laughs. That I love when, (laughs) that's why I wanted this podcast with you, Andrew, because I just wanted us to laugh all the time because that's my favorite podcast is when people laugh together genuinely. And yeah, your laugh is great. And I love, um, yeah, I do like a, like that's that's when it's really getting me. So that's uh, I, I feel seen. Thank you, thank you, uh, Cecily. What well, next uh, message? This one is written in on our Instagram from Cassandra. Hey, Nikki and Andrew and Noah. I just got word that you're coming to my city in August. I'm cutting my vacation away, sh- my vacation away short so I can get back in time to see you. I'm so pumped. By the way, I'm a dental assistant. And now whenever I take a panoramic x-ray, I think of laughing skeletons. <laughs> and she sent a picture. Skeletons are always laughing. They're always having a great fucking time. And that's what I do for audiences when I get nervous is of like, I'm like, this guy is like mean mugging me in the front row and like trying not to laugh. I'll go inside. You're laughing. Your skeleton's having a great fucking time. I'm killing with your skeleton. Uh, I also was breaking down that person's teeth. I was looking at that person's teeth. They're pretty good. Yeah. Wait, wait. (laughs) Hold on. Can I go back to this message real quick? Cassandra, I just want to say thank you so much for cutting your vacation short. I wonder where you're seeing me. Honestly, like when I get notes like this that are like, I'm driving four hours to see you uh, or yeah. my husband and I are getting a hotel or I'm cutting my vacation short or I'm saving up my money. I like, 
it honestly puts a little bit of gas in the tank for me in terms of like, I'm going to perform better because so Cassandra, let us know what show you're going to and I'll give it something extra. I don't know what, but I really am going to try my best for you guys as I did last Saturday when I was supposed to do an hour and I did it an hour and 20 because I felt like I just like, I can't wait for someone to write like, I'm not going to my mom's funeral just so I could see you, Nikki. Oh, Honestly, I don't think that that's a bad choice because your mom is dead and she doesn't know if you're good or... As I've always said, funerals are the only things you don't have to go to for someone. And I know it's a good way to process... Like, if, if it helps you process the grief, which that's what funerals are for, for you and for others... Um, go, but if you don't want to go to a funeral and you want to process in your own way, never feel obligated to go because literally the person who it's for is not alive and they will allow you to go to my show instead. Yeah. And so never feel pressure to go to funerals. It's the, literally the only thing in life of someone's that you don't have to feel guilty about not going and you go, but I'm going cause the, their family will be there and they need to know. Don't, don't do anything for anyone else. Grieve in your own in your own way. Let's listen to, uh, oh, she has my name, <laughs> Nicole, a voice message. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Andrew. My name is Nicole. Love the podcast. Listen Hi, every day. Uh, I have a story yes. for Nikki specifically. Mm. Nikki, you were talking on okay. the podcast about how sometimes you avoid fans after your shows. Well, one time I saw you perform at the Laugh Factory. You absolutely crushed. You were so funny. And after the show, I was waiting for my boyfriend to get done going to the bathroom. And everyone came up to me and was like, Nikki, you crushed it. Good job. And it was very weird because my name is Nicole. And it was just a surreal moment because I was also very stoned. And I had to just keep telling people, oh, no, she did crush it. But that was not me. Anyway, I always wanted to relay these... uh, Congratulations to you because you did a great job and it was a very funny moment for me. Anyway, love the pod. See ya. Thanks, Nicole. Nicole, I I just want to reiterate to anyone who might hear this for the first time. I love when fans come up to me and say nice things. It's just I avoid it because sometimes I, I don't want them to feel obligated to say nice things if they don't want to. And I feel like sometimes people... And then sometimes people don't say anything and I think, oh my God, they hate me, but they're really just trying to like not bug me. So I just avoid it because I don't either want you to say something you don't want to say, or I just don't want to be disappointed by the fact that you don't say, what? You got to hire this Nicole to stand outside and do your meet and greets. It's such a good idea. Thank you so much, Nicole. (laughs) Final thought. Nicole, you're so right, Nicole. If you, right, if you want to come to a show sometime, it would be fun. It would be great to meet you. I'm so glad I have a twin out there that got so many compliments. I have so many fucking twins in the world. Andrew, check out this one. This girl has an OnlyFans. If you want to see me, um, getting railed. I don't even know what she does on OnlyFans. I I gotta subscribe to it because I do subscribe to friends OnlyFans. Oh my god, she. Wow, I didn't even know what she was doing here. God, she's so I mean, good. you okay. got to be a pretty Follow big narcissist on Instagram. To, to only watch porn where people look like you. I mean, I just want to say that there is a deep fake out there of me. Um, it's a compilation of me talking about having anal sex on different podcasts. And then in between me being interviewed about it, my voiceover talking about anal sex then plays over women whose faces have been changed to mine who are getting fucked in the ass over and over. I couldn't even watch it because it was so real looking. And also I sounded so cuh being like, I have anal sex. Like 
I never bring it up to be or like sexy, but it just looked like I was like bragging about being a fucking whore or whatever. And yeah. um, that's out there. It has you'd like 90 views. So like, don't. You'd rather don't it be it. like you actually having sex and someone yes. else saying those things. Yes, I really would. <laughs> a porn star saying it. And then me as a comedian having a microphone shoved up my ass um i don't know i just had Rocks. to make it more comedy Rocks. so listen uh this girl if you want to follow her she looks a lot like me she constantly the other day she was doing a q a on instagram and someone goes do you ever get told you look like nikki glazer and she's like all the time in fact i tagged her once and she started following me and now we're friends her name is luna hill x1 l-u-n-a hill x1 she looks like me she uh is i think w- way sexier <laughs> And uh, has amazing tattoos. She does like, I don't know what she does on her OnlyFans, but I'm guessing it's very seductive. Even on Instagram, she does stuff that's like so freaking hot. I mean, look at the, look at that. Oh, my God. I know. Wait a second. Hold on. Look at this one. She does like a Britney she's, Spears. I'm not She's that like innocent. your twin that like went to jail. I mean, these are the pictures I send to like guys I'm hooking up with. Like th- this is, it's truly, oh, this one is uh, done from Clueless. She's wearing like the the Clueless plaid outfit. That one's so hot. That's on her oh, Instagram. Go look at that. Great. Luna Hill X1 and uh, please support her on OnlyFans if you like to support uh, content creators on there um, because she's she's really funny and cool and uh, and looks like me. If you, and, and Nicole, please send a picture of yourself to the show because uh, I love not me. In panties. In, yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Nicole, hey, thank just you so kidding. much for your note. Thank you for all those voice memos and everything. So we have a minute left on the show. Andrew, um, what what are you up to today? Uh, you know, uh, maybe work out, you know, maybe. Okay, look- well, I'm going to the Ted Lasso two season two premiere tonight. Okay. Look, we can't all I do have a minute. Cool I just things. want to talk about it. It's so fun. J- they were just no, nominated for like are, literally who- every Emmy. Are you bringing um, a date? Yeah, I'm bringing uh, Jeff Dye as my date uh, today, Um, and I'm excited about it because I'm also going with Jamie Lee, who's a writer on the show. We're picking her up, and we're going to go, the three of us together, and uh, Jamie Lee, hilarious comedian, um, I think the real Jamie Lee on Instagram, whatever it is, but uh, you'll be hearing a lot from her because we're working together on something. Yeah, she's um, hilarious. She's so fucking funny, and she wrote, wrote on the show. She's like, the show is like hotter than ever. It's such a cool premiere to get know, invited to. Bill Lawrence is yeah. a friend of mine. Uh, I get to go to this party. after. There's like a cool party afterwards. I don't know what I'm going to wear yet. I'm trying to sneak some of the things that my wardrobe ladies or my stylists have given me for the shoot I did this week into my outfit, but they're asking me to give it back by 2 p.m. today. I'm going to ask if I can keep like one thing. The, 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 the wardrobe is described as a dress in smart casual. So oh, sweatpants with some glasses yeah. and carry a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, yeah. You're so going to Ted Lasso premiere. Maybe I'll play softball again with your brother-in-law. So who's I mean, really winning? I mean, it's the same thing. Just believe. <laughs> if you've seen Ted Lasso, you know what that means. Uh, Ted Lasso is one of the best shows ever. And if you haven't watched it and you are maybe a depressed person and need something to feel good about. And I know you're like, no, I don't. Nothing. No TV show can actually make me feel good. I thought that way, too. Ted Lasso is so fantastic and so heartwarming and just is it's it's just like that soccer caption you read in a show like powerful smart fun fun well i guess that wasn't funny that caption but just uh makes you feel good <laughs> about the world i feel good about the world uh andrew I feel thank good. you so much for this makeup Great podcast week. noah thank you so much listeners thank you see you on the road tickets available adding shows uh every day 
shows are selling out. My, I'm so grateful to everyone who bought a ticket because I'm selling better than anyone in my team had ever expected me to sell. And I don't even expect it, but I love you so much for uh, buying tickets and I will do my best to make you proud and have you, uh, and there's going to be free prizes at my shows. Uh, most of my shows I'm, I'm getting, uh, ready to we're getting tons of cool merch so i'm excited all right see you on monday you guys uh this weekend do not do anything and i hope you have a good vacation from your ss dj and um any other things we coined today on the show uh jackfruit yeah jackfruit cantaloupes cantaloupes Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.